0: Today's episode of Nerdy Talk is brought to you by Fuchsia, connecting Japanese performers with events around the world. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on Nerdy Talk do not reflect those of Anime Herald. Due to strong language, listener discretion is advised. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all ages, it's time for Nerdy Talk, the only podcast that knows it's the end of the anime world as we know it, but we feel fine. I'm Mike Furrier, joined this week by Matt Brown and Anthony Simpson. Yo. Hello. How you guys doing?
1: Um, good enough, I guess.
2: You know, cool. Awesome. Because I never step outside because it's fucking hot in Florida.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hot up here in Pennsylvania, but it's also
0: humid as hell. Anyway, before we get rolling, I I actually want to talk about something personal. Something that I did a write-up on about a week ago, but I know you guys haven't really been in, caught up in anything like that. About a week ago, Funimation released their Darker Than Black pre-eminist Blu-ray set. For those who don't know, about, I want to say, February or so, give or take, they announced that they uh, they were given a quote-unquote limited license to produce 5,000 copies of a Darker Than Black set. At the time, details were scarce. They said that it was going to be this big premium edition with a uh, special pack and blah de blah, blah, blah and the buying price for the full the full series was a hundred bucks. Well, sorry, ninety nine ninety eight because those two cents make a difference. Anyway, I got this in, like I said, about a week ago, and I will be honest. This thing is a piece of steaming garbage. I mean, this thing is made. To not be a Blu-ray it's made to be just something you, you know, you put out for a company, they look at it, they go, ooh, they go, ah, and that's about it. The packaging is, quite literally, a black file envelope. I mean, I understand they wanted to go with the whole theme and everything, but for what you're paying, you're, you're paying for a black envelope and, admittedly, somewhat nice art book and a bunch of disks in a folder. And the folder does not hold the discs. Like, literally, when I opened this thing up for the first time, the disc would just splay it out. Like, if it wasn't shrink-wrapped, it would have actually been falling out of the folder itself. And for the most part, this thing is horrible. I mean, for a $100 Blu-ray set, considering that we're coming off of some really nice stuff from them, like the Cowboy Bebop set, which was the exact same price, mind you, was gorgeous. I mean sturdy chipboard. Nice case. Actual case. And a sturdy art book. Hell even Miss America. With their uh, their own line of sets. You get real cases. You get a nice art book. You get an actual chipboard box that, If you don't. You know. It's not going to fall apart. If you look at it the wrong way. This thing here. Uh, I cannot recommend it at all. It is, without a doubt, the worst premium edition I have ever bought. And I mean, I have bought some pretty weird shit over the years. I mean, I'm one of those people that paid the $75 for the DigiCarrot set back in the day. So I, I have a history of buying weird, weird sets. And among the many I have, this is, without a doubt, the absolute worst. Shame on you, Funimation, for... A $100 set, I expected way, way more out of you.
2: Maybe they got the materials from Ackbar's Discount Premium Extras.
0: Maybe they got their ideas from Aniplex. Oh, I just went there.
2: No, if they got their ideas from Aniplex, it would have been a $400 set.
0: Yeah, and and it wouldn't have been the whole first season. It would have only been, like, the first seven episodes. Oh, snap, good point. Yeah, it's...
2: I don't know, $400 seems light. It might have been more.
0: Yeah, it would have been $800, because 400 what they charge for the 12-episode sets. Like Face Day Night Unlimited Blade Works Set 2. Now available for pre-order, the import set is quite literally twice the price of what you can get the actual import for.
2: Well, you know, shipping is expensive, dog.
0: Yeah, and it's you're, you're
2: paying extra to get it shipped over on a boat instead of flown.
0: Good point. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> it'll it'll actually arrive three months later than it could have because it's on a boat. It's got its flippy floppies and its swim trunks. It's hanging out.
0: But you get that nice little translation booklet. That 24-page booklet totally makes up for the extra 200 bucks. Yeah, and sometimes it has spelling mistakes. Exactly. That's the the fun of it.
2: The people writing the translation book are on the boat, too. But, you know, they got to Split their time between sunbathing on the deck and getting hammered.
0: Get, translation gets so much easier when you've had a few stiff drinks.
2: I feel like you didn't give your rant at all. Your, uh, give that rant your
0: all, Mike. <laughs> all right, you want to? Know what, you want to know my real feelings? This thing is absolute shit. I mean, <laughs> I have gotten shit from a dollar store that's built more durably in this thing. I am. I swear to fucking god i mean this thing is absolutely Hmm. garbage
2: whoa there (laughs) didn't didn't tell you to
0: blow your top (laughs) hey you want me to go you want me on 11 you get me at 11 (laughs) but yeah i mean seriously the it's it kills me because the blu-rays themselves are really nice the video quality is fantastic the audio is redone well the extras on the disc are surprisingly nice and well laid out it's just This presentation is awful, the overall build quality is shit, and I mean, how the hell do you make a folder where you're almost ripping art cards to pull them out of a folder? How the hell does that happen? A folder that's made to hold paper items, almost, you literally have to almost rip the paper items to pull the paper items out. I honestly don't get it. So yeah, anyone out there, this thing is absolute crap. If you really need to have it, make sure you have a few spare Blu-ray cases available because no matter what, you're going to ruin a set if you take if you open it more than twice. And if that's the ca- if that's not the case, the whole fact that discs jostle around freely. Mind you, there's no restraint holding a damn disc there at all. Is going to destroy your Blu-rays. So, regardless of how it looks, you're kind of fucked without a couple of Blu-ray cases.
2: Of course, you're talking to people who have already downloaded the rips, anyway.
0: Shh! Funimation doesn't have to know that. No skin. <laughs> oh man. You so just
2: you just made it easier for them. Shame on you.
0: Well, shame on Funimation for making a bad product. I paid a hundred bucks for this goddamn thing. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I should in half that. I mean, at least in the hundred dollar set, I expect to get a real goddamn, a real goddamn Blu-ray case, or something that will actually hold the Blu-rays in place. Not a, a fucking file folder with a couple of, of Blu-ray sized holes cut into it.
1: I mean, it seemed like a good idea. It just maybe, I don't know, it seemed like maybe the execution could have been better.
0: Uh, I mean, the idea wasn't bad. I mean, I appreciate what they were trying to go for, but at the same time, they really skimped out on the material quality. I mean, it would have worked a lot better if, say, instead of just a literal paper file folder here. Sorry, cardstock. It's a little bit thicker than paper. Right. Um... Instead of, say, a cardstock file folder, they use, I don't know, a chipboard box like the Nisa sets that mimics that same style. I mean, you wouldn't have that neat little... It wouldn't have the same function, obviously, but you could get a similar look and a hell of a lot more durability out of the exact same thing. Same thing with the file folders. I mean, I'd honestly rather that they just put in a couple of brewery cases in there with the actual discs, so I don't have to worry about this thing just falling apart in my hands in a year. You know, I was thinking, since I had to get permission from Anaplex to do this as a print one, I wonder
1: if this decision for this came from, if this was something they just decided on their own, or if this was something that came from Anaplex. I wonder.
0: Well, if it came from Anaplex then I swear to God it had to be it had to be something behind the scenes saying we won't let them make this unless it gets so many complaints they beg us to take it back. I mean, I know they
1: had to get permission to do a limited print run. I mean, this wasn't just something like, oh, the other like sh- other shows they license like, oh, hey, we can, you know, do this because it, it you know, it's an Anaplex show, and now, of course, you know, now they have a U.S. subsidiary, and... Right. Right, so I don't know if, again, if that was... You know, if this was on their part, something they thought was a good idea, or if this was something, again, that they were basically told by Aniplex, and I mean by Aniplex, Aniplex of Japan, not Aniplex of America, that, yeah, you gotta do it this way.
0: That would be a lovely conspiracy, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would. Uh, that would just be too convenient, but, I mean, this just really seems like a great, it seemed like a good idea at the time, and we just completely fucked it. We completely fucked the dog on it.
2: Poor Pooch always getting
0: screwed. Definitely. I mean... And it really kills me because the actual video quality on the discs is wonderful. It really is. The actual Blu-ray part of the Blu-ray set is fantastic. I have no complaints there. It's just... the rest of it. Well, I will
1: give them credit, though, that if people do have Scratch This, they are at least giving them... Replacements. I'll,
0: I'll at least give credit there. At, they're at least doing that much. That is true. It just, at the same time, they shouldn't have made a product where it could get scratched in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm guaranteeing there's got to be at least a, a, t- a 15 to 20% scratch rate on these things. I mean, it seemed like it would be a good idea if they put them in their sleeves, but then had something like... Um, An adhesive cover or w- something.
1: W- yeah, something like a, like a flip... Like um, uh, we'll kind of go with the folder thing uh, motif here, uh, like a you know, like the like little cover part, like for the envelope that you fold down. Not like some of it, maybe like a I don't know, like a Velcro, like, like you know, like piece of, like a Velcro on the say, like on the well, the, t- the cardstock and or whatever it is, and then the like you have a flap, and then that flaps over and it covers it,
0: like an actual pouch type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, that would have worked a hell of a lot better, I'm gonna agree. As it is right now, they're just pockets.
1: I mean since that's what I read on like pockets, I'm like, well maybe if they put cover on top, that would you know, that would help.
0: Yeah, that that would that would definitely help a lot. I mean At the same time, it just it kills me, because it's like they just come off of this gorgeous, gorgeous set for Cowboy Bebop. I mean, this thing was incredible. Sturdy, clean, attractive. And at the same time, it was well put together. I mean, yeah, you didn't—you only had a standard Blu-ray case, but at the same time, it did its job. I mean, a case is there to hold the discs. I don't. For this thing here, I understand what they're going for. It's just—it's
2: just that a file folder is made to hold files
0: exactly, and it's not made to be opened and closed repeatedly. So. It's definitely something that's gonna fall apart on people before too long. I'd be a little less pissed if this thing was even thirty bucks cheaper, but for a hundred dollars
2: I mean so you're willing to pay seventy dollars for a piece of shit.
0: no, I'd still be pissed just not as pissed. <laughs> key difference there well hopefully
1: we'll learn from this one and then all uh, you know you know maybe find a different solution for future uh,
0: premium releases. I really hope so because. I just, I'm amazed that this got through QC because, I mean, this is, like I said, I bought a lot of their limited editions over the years from uh, Attack on Titan, the Cowboy Bebop to the list goes on. It's like, this is the first one I've ever had this kind of issue with where I'm legitimately concerned about the quality of the product.
1: Well, like I said, hopefully they learn from this and maybe do something different in the future. Agreed, definitely agreed.
0: So, what are you guys watching?
1: <laughs> well, uh, well, I'll, I'll go with mine. Uh, well, the same same streaming shows I was before from the current season, which is My Love Story, um, Wish Upon the Play Days, Punchline, uh, Show by Rock, and Assassination Classroom. Um, I recently finished uh, Unbreakable Machine Doll. So here's just a kind of quick uh quick kind of synopsis well, a quick review of it. The first eight episodes are actually pretty good. The last four, they're not terrible, but the show has no ending. And it needs more episodes. And the CG's kind of iffy in some spots. And the dub isn't bad. It just has a lot of British accents. Some work and some don't. and that's on that one um but i also recently started though i just only got through the first episode uh engaged the unidentified uh i don't know why i guess it was just something my some of my backlog and i just wanted to give it a shot and i like the first episode so far it looks really nice quality wise at least from what i've seen uh i haven't really got any farther in it but uh yeah that, that's all i'm watching so what are
0: you guys watching well, um first off, let me say this, Anthony, you wonderful bastard got me watching the show by What Rock. Really? How how are you
1: how are you enjoying that show?
0: Well, the first episode I wasn't too sure. Then I kinda realized it was two in the morning and all six episodes that I had asked to were over, so I kinda shotgun the thing in the night. So I I think I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually
1: amazed people are now actually listening to what I have to say about shows and watching stuff when I make suggestions.
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa. Don't get ahead of yourself. No.
1: Yeah. I know I
2: am. Is that title supposed to make sense in Japanese? Because it doesn't make sense in English.
1: That I think that's what they call it in Japanese, I think.
0: Yeah, it's that was literally the name of like the smartphone game it's based on or something like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, the rhythm game is no show. By Rock going to be a music
0: millionaire.
2: Sometimes I wish I could just ask Japanese people, "What do you think this title means?"
0: <laughs> you and me both.
1: No, I'm I'm just surprised to hear that you uh, check that show out, Mike.
0: Uh it's it's one I was kind of curious about at the beginning of the season. I just didn't have time to sit down with it, so I'm kind of glad I did.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it's not a smart show. It's stupid, but it's fun. Yeah. I just I have fun watching it every week. It's all that matters oh, yeah. to me. And then every time more I watch it, I realize we need more Animal Boys in anime. So,
2: you've gotten pretty fixated on these Animal Boy things.
1: Yeah, no, I know it's it's <laughs> it is. I I, I am. And just the the Shingani Crimson's the, the other main ba- the other one of the bands and the thing they, they need their own spinoff show. <laughs> That's just how much I enjoy them. Every time they come on screen, I every time they come on screen, I'm like yes. No, I'm just, like, I'm just glad that you did give it a shot. Uh, I, I do want to ask though, so what do you think of the CG in that show?
0: It's interesting. It's almost like um, the best way to describe it, it's almost they look almost toy-like. Like they look like little merchandisable pretty much little merchandisable Sanrio figures.
1: Yeah, because that reminded me when I saw it the first time. I'm like, man, that I mean, that at least I mean the CG I think is pretty good, at least for you know anime TV standards and. We're, I mean, it's a bit Uncanny Valley, but I saw it, and I'm like, man, that looks, that looks. to me, it reminded me of Toy Story, at least the first one. Not, I mean, not the same, Not obviously not the same quality level, but just that sort of that plastic kind of, you know, Ooh. that plastic toy-like feel to it.
0: And really, I'm kind of glad they went that direction, because if they tried just doing the people, it would look really creepy. I mean, look at Star Ocean 5 for what it would look like <laughs> Uh, never played that game. Uh, there's just a few, uh, like, promotional shots out now. Yeah, Mm. we're
2: talking about anime here, jeez. Yeah, yeah, we're we're talking about cartoons, not video games.
1: You know, in a way, I'm sort of glad they didn't give them lips, uh, because, uh, Ritori, if they would have put lips on her, they would have really had to dance around to make that not look blackface. Or in a way, not Ritori, um, sorry, Moa, the, the sheep girl.
0: Yeah, long story made sure, it's it's a fun show, it's quirky. I mean it's definitely one you're gonna turn your brain off while watching, but it's enjoyable. I it's something where by the end you're gonna have a big smile on your face just because it's so well so adorable and over the top.
1: Oh yeah, it is.
0: And I agree with you that they need a Shingon Crimson spin off, but Particularly, I'd love to see the daily goings on of Rome, who has that the salaryman job.
1: Yeah, Rome and um, uh, yeah, but he he needs more um, into that fox dude. Definitely. Yeah, but yeah, Rome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love to see Rome and uh, one of his with his daily yeah, daily lives of him being a salaryman.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Well, well, uh, well, they did have an episode where he did show up. Dressed as he does for work, or dressed up his day job, which was interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I actually, I I cracked up on that part when they were going to the beach or something like that, and they found a oh, bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, um, aside from the usuals, uh, I did get through Pushy Mass, which, uh the less said, the better, because anything I say is going to turn into a very angry rant at this point, and we already the have way. one of those.
1: Yeah, well, we also don't want the Automatic mean, fans bomb, uh, bombing our website.
2: I mean, the disc rant wasn't that angry. You could throw another one in if you feel like it. You know, if you <laughs> well, if you haven't gotten it all out of your system.
1: Well, I could do a disc rant, but... Uh, if, well, it's not really a rant. It's just more me making a point about some, some um, odd chapter choices, but...
0: Well, if, I mean, like I said, I could easily rant about this show for a good solid half hour. And I I mean...
2: Cut it down to 10 minutes and we'll talk.
0: All right, fine. This show is... I thought it was awful. I thought it was just so bad. Like, uh, for those who don't know, Pooja Mass is based on the Idol series. And for those who don't know what Idol Master is, it's like Love Live if Love Live was mediocre. Um, basically, it's based off an arcade game. Play mini games, do a little visual noveling to raise their idols to this so they can perform at the end of a basically a set. And anyway, they made a show out of that that was reasonably successful. Somewhat, nah, it was pretty successful. Um, I'm not going to joke about that. It was successful. It got spin offs like Cinderella Girls this season. And it also inspired a four panel manga called Poochamass. Poochamass is basically. The idols find miniature versions of themselves, and they interact with them. That's literally it. I mean, the jokes, they literally just drop in, no introduction, no real introduction who the characters are. So anyone that's coming in blind is going to pretty much be saying, who the fuck are these people and why do I care? Really, Um, at that point, who cares though? I mean... The characters are so strong that you're gonna be really adoring characters like silver-haired pedophile, a blonde girl that likes to eat, or brunette that really, really does not like people take her lunch. And the cast grows so vastly, so so wonderfully at a pace that would make glaciers seem fast, seem like they go in light speed in comparison. There's no character growth. The, the characters have no introduction. You're pretty just supposed to know who these people are and what they're doing by the time that thing starts. And I do have to admit, though, that lucky character growth was great. It let me get to know these characters as a snapshot in time. It really let me know who that silver-haired pedophile really was. And the characters just, the cast keeps expanding and growing. They keep introducing characters over and over and over again. Sometimes they, you only see them once or twice in the series, and they just throw them away. Community timing is interesting too because, I mean, there's a certain mindless quality to this. Like, quite literally, you sit there and you can feel yourself getting dumber on some of these jokes. You can feel your your brain cells slowly shriveling and dying one by one until you can count them on one hand at some point. And when I try to do the clever stuff, there's – this real telegraphing, like like 30 seconds, 40 seconds ahead of time, you know what the punchline is going to be, and they still expect you to laugh at it. Then there's the, the two clashing art styles the fact that the backgrounds are literally either office building or gray or multicolored blobs, or the fact that the animation is so low rents, low, so low budget that it's just you can literally count the frames of animation in some sequence. It's just And then for a show about idols. A show about an idol agency. I would have loved to see something like say, uh Digi Carrot's Party Night. I mean, I know this is only a three-minute show, but this is a show about idols, damn it. I mean, give us something like Party night, give us something like even a song sequence from like one of the shorter segments from Love Life. Something that latch onto that really expressed the identity at this point it's just i thought this whole thing was just irredeemably bad and i stand by that i i tried i really tried i mean by the end of the the first season i was literally angry at what i was watching it was so awful to me mind you this is just my opinion i if you like the show awesome but i just cannot cannot say anything nice about this show
2: Cool. What else are you watching?
1: So you didn't... Well, now, I'll kind of interject here because I have somewhat of a different opinion with Mike now. Yes, I will say there isn't much in terms of animation, but it's a five-minute show. I'm not expecting the world. And and two, this is a show that you have to really know... If you like the TV series or even like the games, I at least say more of the TV series because this is based off of manga, that... Your enjoyment of this show is really going to be depending on if you know anything about the franchise. Like, if I just showed this to someone, going in with nothing, I, I guarantee they would probably hate it or they won't like it because they would not get it.
0: But that's the thing. I have two of the games. I imported Idolmaster and um, uh, in a uh, life for you. And I really just, it was like a brick wall to me.
1: Eh, you know, I mean, they need their I mean, I'm not, yeah. I mean, I mean those those short shows are hard to. Yeah, I mean man. they're hard because you have so limited time to just to, you know, especially with comedy, and these sub shows. You have just such a limited amount of time to set up the joke, and and obviously it's also um, based on a four coma novel or manga, and I'm assuming that they're it's pretty close to the source material. I mean, in terms of adapting the source material, I've never read them all. I never read it. I'm never going to. Um, I mean, I found it funny. I mean, and I liked it, but... uh, I mean, again, I I could see where somebody wouldn't like it.
2: Man, hearing you defend a short-form show, I think the world may be ending.
1: (laughs) Well, I... I mean, I don't hate short-form shows. It's just there hasn't been a whole bunch of ones I liked. And two, I find they're easy. They're best suited for marathon watching, not week to week. Because I only actually just watched Poochie Moss this year. It wasn't that long ago that I actually watched the first season. Um... So I watched Idolmaster for the first time this year I think I, that was about the beginning of the year I got that done and then I said well I need something else to watch so I watched the first season I have actually both well both DVDs they came in the mail not that long ago so I haven't watched I haven't watched all the second season yeah, I think I just watched the first few episodes so I can't say about the quality of the second season um, but I I will say that it is a very acquired taste. I mean, and I don't think there's going to be any middle ground with this show. It's it's either you're going to like it or you're not going to like it.
0: That seems to be the case. I mean, there I like I said it. This is just my opinion on it. To, yeah. Because I understand I'm probably inviting my house to be firebombed at this point, but um, it's just it it wasn't for me at all. I I just. Didn't care for
1: it. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I I haven't got Firebomb for saying I dropped, kill off for two episodes. And don't, don't want to go back to it. So I, I think it will be okay, Mike.
0: Good point.
1: Or getting firebombed for my opinions on
0: Sao, but we're um, not we're not going to go there on that. <laughs> yeah, that that's best for another show. I think yeah. you like <laughs>
2: Sao. Well, better than most of us.
0: Well,
1: <laughs> you know what? I I think we that topic's put to bed. I've said all I want about Sao. So <laughs> let's
0: keep the show moving. Definitely. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just been the usual stuff. Actually, not true. Yesterday, I started rewatching DNA Square.
1: Oh, that's right, because now it's on Crunchyroll.
0: Yeah, I don't have to dig out my DVDs anymore, and that made me very happy. Um, that is a very, very fun show. Uh, and for a, a series that old, I have to admit the dub is actually pretty good.
1: Well, yeah, um, it, it, yeah it did have our special guest, uh, de- um... Jessica Carvalho in it.
0: Yep, she played the lead, and she was going against uh, Liam O'Brien. So they they had a really good cast on that.
1: I didn't need to rewatch that show. I, well, actually, I had Disco Texas um, release action or pre-order last year, and I actually had to cancel it for monetary reasons. I was kind of disappointed in that, but mm. now that's on Crunchyroll. I'm mean, now I'm still going to get the Disco Tech release. I, I still want to support that. Um, but now that's so now that, I don't have to dig up, uh, get my watch my CPM release of it either.
0: <laughs> Definitely. And tonight I'll be watching a, a Maggie Brilliant part. Mm. Also on Crunchyroll now. It's interesting
2: yeah, it's just... how uh, Japanese public imp- opinion has changed since the days mm. of DNA Squared, even. Um, like, that. well, that show is like, we have too many people and this guy is going to make it worse. And then um, the, a lot of the more recent shows, at least the ones that have a, a political tilt to them, are all like, we need more babies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing what how, how much things can change in just 10 years wait no 20 sorry you guys
1: gotta say wait a minute that's, that was a show
0: 20 my your math is way oh, yeah. off 93 yeah 20, uh, 22 year old show but yeah that's why I'm watching how about you Matt well speaking
2: of turning my brain off I'm at the phase of um, uh, fate stay night where that's prudent I don't know. Type Moon does this with with every show that they um, every show that they make. Like it's it's so good for a for a while, and then it's like I don't know. It's like they've been jerking off the whole time, and uh, the ending is literally a mess all over the <laughs> screen. So this is the point in time at Fate Stay Night where that's going to happen. I can see it coming. No pun intended. Um, What else? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is like my favorite show possibly ever right now. <laughs> uh, I'm watching Food Wars, which is just hilarious week after week after week. I cannot get enough of that show, and it's absolute torture waiting for the next episode. I haven't I, laughed this hard in an uh, for um, in with an anime for a long time. I think
0: I have to agree there; I really do. Um, that's when we're at the end. I am literally disappointed that it's over.
2: It's hard to really say anything about it because it's kind of your, you know, it's your standard young boys show. Um, there is a new challenge week after week for for the lead character, and everything else is just fucking hilarity. <laughs> definitely liking that show I'm not really keeping up with much of anything else oh um, I can't understand what my husband is saying I keep watching that, it's fun and every once in a while they sort of get a little deep um, but there's, it's usually there's usually enough humor in every episode to, to keep it light I don't know that's pretty much it for me. It's a very light season for me. I'm not able to watch as much as I normally do.
0: I hear you there.
2: Oh, there was one more thing. Um, kind of, kind of related to my. Um, torture and waiting for the next Food Wars every week. I started watching Gourmet Girl Graffiti, thinking it would be similar. And um, it turned out that it's not really about food. (laughs) Food is just the setting. Uh, But I like the show. It's like family and friendship and stuff. It's, It's nice. You know, a little sugary sweet. Yep, that's it for me. All
0: right, listeners, we only have one topic tonight, but it is a big one. Hideaki Anno, the man behind Evangelion, the founder of Steve Basically, a guy whose resume is as long and prominent as one could ever imagine. If you don't know him, you've either been living under a rock for 20 years or, well, it's hard to say what else that said he has a rec he is known for being a bit outspoken i mean this is a guy who famously had a fight with a uh, kari Kano creator masami tsuda because of control direction of the show to the point where he actually quit ganax i mean this is a guy where he is very outspoken he will tell people what he thinks whatever he thinks and that said In a recent interview with uh, Russia's R.A. Novosti, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right. I do apologize, Russian listeners, if if I butcher that.
2: I was surprised to find out they have newspapers.
0: Naughty American, you're on Putin's watch list now.
2: Well, all Putin can do is watch lots of things (laughs) right now (laughs) while his currency plummets.
0: Point taken. Anyway, during this interview, he delivered a prediction for the industry, anime industry as a whole. Basically, he said that the industry that we know in love at this point well, mostly no its days are numbered. In the next five to 20 years, it's, it's going to be gonsky, to quote, "Japanese animation is in decline. However, the decline and death are inevitable." After it does collapse, there will probably be a new resurgence. And he goes on saying that the real question is going to be whether people want to wait for this return to form or whether they change or focus their attention elsewhere. Of course, the anime industry is never going to die off entirely. There's far too much talent, far too many uh, outlets that are available at this point that there's always going to be at least some form of Japanese animation. And Ano said... I don't think animation will vanish, but perhaps there might not be the conditions that have existed up until now that have led to the creation of interesting films. Specifically, Anno said that the fall of anime is going to be accompanied by the rise of other countries' of animation, in particular, Taiwan. This is mostly due to the dwindling number of Japanese animators and a generally declining population causing a contraction in the industry. And because of that, Japan won't be the center of the animation world anymore
2: maybe the fact that animators could make more money picking fruit for some wealthy plantation owner than they do making animation has a little bit to do with it
0: i was actually just going to get that in recent months we've seen a few reports arise saying that the average animator's wages started around 120 yen or 97 cents an hour with incomes averaging to about 1.1 1. 1 million yen or eight thousand dollars a year, a year, with a twelve to sixteen hour days being the norm, and six day weeks being you know expected in many cases. I mean, you're literally better off just saying, "Screw it" and becoming a knee.
2: That's true. You probably could make more money freeloading off of the government than you could in animation.
0: Exactly. At least the government has an interest in keeping you alive.
1: Yeah, i a agree with Matt on that one.
2: I don't know. There's so many things in Ano's statements because he's he's old guard, right? He right. he trained as an animator in Japan and he worked his way up the ladder and um, you know was instrumental in starting a at least for a time very successful company. Um. And now he's just sort of. Um, I hate to put it this way, but he's, he's not trying. Okay. I was about to say he's trying to stay relevant, but I think he's, he's trying to keep growing as an artist and he's seeing like this wall (laughs) where, um, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to find help. Um, people aren't really interested in animation that pushes boundaries and that's, Almost entirely what he's doing right now. I think um, you know your your article mentions Miyazaki saying similar things, and I feel like the sentiment is is the same in the sense that um, you know Miyazaki made feature films and they were internationally renowned, but um, you know your basic bread and butter in Japanese animation is manga adaptations for television.
0: definitely I the original stuff is nowadays just it's a rarity it just it's almost unheard of most of the time like out of the past couple of years the original stuff has just been you're absolutely right um the original animation nowadays is quite literally the exception to a gross rule and for every title like say shirabako there's at least 30 to 40 light novel adaptations every single season and at the same time while it's your bread and butter it's also a big creative wall because it as we saw funny enough in shirabako um even though it was stylized, there had to be some frustration with dealing with the laser at some point in there.
2: Yeah, I think in in a lot of ways, Shirobako seems like a love letter to Hida Akeano. <laughs> even even up to the, uh, um, you know the the comic, uh, you know, e- even up to the point where the director like <laughs> busts into uh to the publishing house to uh get an um unannounced meeting with the mangaka <laughs> I don't know it there... seems seems like um and there were other things but just it's like uh, there was a lot of that show that se- that was like you know we we know your pain <laughs> and we um you know that sort of thing
0: fully agreed fully agreed <laughs> Also had Hideaki Anno himself as a caricature.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like they started off by making fun of him, but then um there were there was another episode or two where it was actually very respectful. Exactly. I don't know. Um I'm interested in what Kara's up to. I, I think I feel like these shorts that are um that he's making or that the studio is making is uh you know they're they're exploring uh they're exploring the boundaries of what we currently know as you know as Japanese animation and um you know so far I like what I've seen out out of those efforts. And, you know, it's it's not Kara's not like I'm sure their their the whole their whole purpose in life is not making short films. Like this is this is something that they're doing, um, basically riding off the coattails of uh, of Evangelion movies and whatever else that just keeps printing money. But they're looking for a way to 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 move the art forward. I think.
1: I mean, which is never a bad thing. I mean. There's nothing wrong with trying to, you know, evolve, uh, evolve the medium to, you know, to the future. I mean, that, that's nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, I sort of get what he's saying. I, you know, I wouldn't mind more original shows. Um, but there, there's also other things we got to take into consideration is, I mean, the Japanese economy still isn't, well, that's, I think, the big one is that their economy still, you know, isn't all that great. So, you know, you're going to look at it and go, okay, can we take a big financial risk with the original show or, you know, safe bet with an adaptation, which, again, I could still bomb and plenty have. Um, and the other thing, too, is, you know, an adaptation might sell badly disc sales, but it might still be considered a success if it, say, uh, bumps up the show, the source material, like uh, Chia Ferrara. I, mean, I think I'm butchering that name. That first no. season sold badly. The card Boots. show? She hired yeah. Furu. Yeah, she Something Furu. like that. Yeah. I mean the, the first season sold badly, but it had like a huge boost to the 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 resource material, which I think was a light novel or a manga, I forget, and that's why I got a second season. Um but I mean, but yeah, I, I would like to see more original shows, but again, there's the risk of uh, again having a show be well be good and to be successful financially i mean I and mean, we have seen a few original shows over the last few years be successful i mean uh, like Monica magica was successful and that was an original show uh you know the first season psychopaths did pretty well and that you know was original show which got a second season and you know the movie i don't know how the movies and the movie did uh the second season's a little right um i mean and then those are rarities of an original series in recent times being you know you know being a big seller um because again unlike an adaptation they don't have um i don't want to say something to fall back on um what's the word i'm looking say where the other stuff is like I said it might not be a big seller but if it says either oh um you know well, sounds like sorry it, go ahead
2: it, it's a bigger it's a bigger risk to do an original production because um in the case where you're at adapting something um a production committee pays the bills and it, yeah. do, it doesn't have to matter to the anime studio whether it fails or not.
1: Right. Well, again, too, stuff gets still so badly but if it makes, the sort, like, say, the source material a game or a manga or a light novel or a visual novel if it, say, boosts the sales, you know, it could say bomb and disc sales, but oh, okay, show so badly, but oh, okay, we got uh, three, or, you know, we see a you know, two x increase in the sales of the source material it can be considered a success.
0: That is true. I mean, you have some production companies that literally do treat the anime adaptations as an advertising expense.
1: Well, most of them are. I mean, let's yeah, not, let's not is. lie. are mo- most of them are.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Yeah,
1: I'm
0: trying to be nice. I mean, half of these shows are quite literally advertisements for the manga or other. I'd say most of them are. Most yeah. of them are that. Yeah, a, a, a good solid majority.
2: Yeah, that could be something that changes. You know, we're talking about, you know, a, a respected figure in the community is saying that the, uh, the whole industry is in decline and will be, uh, for all practical purposes, dead. Um, that is one thing that could happen. I mean, uh, Japan, against all odds still has a fairly good publishing industry or a fairly product or uh fairly successful publishing industry, at least insofar as um manga and light novels are concerned, right? Um and that's not really the case in other parts of the world. Um it it used to be that like even movies would be advertisements for Uh, for the written work and nowadays um, I I feel like there's a lot more at least in the west there's a lot more movies that get adapted into books later instead of the other way around and there aren't as many people reading the book first if at all
1: well to be fair sometimes you don't know the book existed until after you see the film like I for example I didn't know the the Godfather's first film was based off a book until after I see the movie.
2: Yeah. And that's, well, that, that's a little bit of an unusual example. Yeah, that is unusual. I, I think, um, I think that's, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like a, a lot of people are, um, well, and even the movie industry is in decline, but that's, you know, a, a separate topic. Yeah. Uh, um, it, before that it was the book industry. You know, it, it used to be that everybody would would have read the book before they went and saw the movie, and that's just not true anymore. But in Japan, um, there's, I think, a lot of people who read the manga before they see the anime. And then they go and read the manga again. I don't know, that's just the impression I get. I don't have any hard oh. data.
0: It's It's a good assumption to make, too, though, considering that unlike say especially in americas they spend a lot of time on public transport so they do have more time to sit and read things as opposed to say those of us in north america who are usually confined to a car Uh, but at the same time i'm not sure of how their bandwidth situation their bandwidth and streaming situations are like one of the first things that really evolved in the U.S. at a breakneck pace as broadband took root was streaming video, if you think about it. Ten years ago, YouTube pretty much revolutionized how people digest internet content. And from there, we just started seeing it pile up and pile up to the point where we have quite literally anything we could ever want at the touch of a button to watch. And our bandwidth caps are typically incredibly high. I mean, on even my plan, I have a fairly crappy plan, but I get four gigs for ten bucks. It's like you you literally have to be trying to exhaust that on a mobile phone. I'm not sure how their situation is in Japan, but it could just be the case that it's... Again, I'm talking out of my ass here, but it could be the case that their mobile infrastructure is still built out such that it's more cost-effective to use written work because... You don't have to worry about bandwidth costs. You don't have to worry about um, worry about possibility of difficulty of streaming or what have you. You know, it's it could just be a situation like that, just due to their public transport heavy nature on top of their possible cellular situation. Again, I'm I, this is just conjecture at this point, by the way.
1: Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think anime streaming. Obviously, I don't think it's real popular there. I would like to see it become more popular, but as
2: but it's on television.
1: Yeah, well, right. Well, the thing is, it's. I mean, some of that stuff's almost impossible to watch on television because it's so censored, which then pulls back yeah. to it just a ad- advertisement for
0: the Blu-rays. No, like that, but it's on it. It's it's on at like fucking midnight to you three know. in the morning.
1: Well, I mean, there are some stuff during the day, but that's mostly kids' stuff. I mean. Or in the early evenings, but that's all, like, kids' stuff. Like, I remember... Well, I remember when I was in Japan, like, they are showing Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, I think, like, at 6 or 7 p.m. You know, during the day. De- you know, during the day. But that- that's Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, that's a, you know that- that's a shonen show. Not a, you know... You know, not a showing of <laughs> the hardcore crowd. Which, whatever, you know, in a much later date. So,
2: those are the only people that are home at 6 or 7 p.m. <laughs> you know, due to the aforementioned... Um... Fact that Japanese people are at work at literally all hours of the day and half the night.
1: Yeah, true.
2: And that might be part of why anime has so much trouble finding an audience. Is that the, um, you know, to use it well, to I don't mean to resort to a stereotype, but the hikikomori needs are the people that you can rely on to be at home and watching television right. at pretty much mm. any time whereas everyone else is at work for an absurdly long time.
0: Yeah, and like I was saying earlier, typically your average anime broadcast, like, the stuff that we know, like, we will watch typically, say, the Psycho Passes, the, excuse me, the Psycho Passes, the, uh, sounding those are incredibly late at night, like, I'm talking between Twelve o'clock and and three o'clock in the morning. I mean, these are not at hours that the average working person is going to be up and watching TV.
2: No, they'll still be out drinking. Yeah, to exactly. U- to use another stereotype.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Way to go with the stereotypes, Matt.
2: But no, I mean, I, I I feel like you know if you're if you're looking for an audience in Japan, it's it's hard to find one period that isn't. You know, people who are for whatever reason home all day.
1: You got a point there.
2: But I don't know. I I, I think <laughs> I'm not sure if we actually address the um the real reason, at least in my opinion, why he's doing this. Uh, ano knows what he's doing. He every once in a while he just pops his head up and says something controversial, and everybody talks about it for a really long time. <laughs> And his studio makes the news, and everything is gravy. Investors are happy.
0: All right, the guy the guy knows how to market. market. I, and like I was saying earlier, this is a guy that famously quit Gynax after a public fight with uh, Mamitsuda. Did I pronounce that right?
2: Masamitsuda. Masami, T- there we go. I don't know. Nobody, no, none of us can pronounce it right. Just yeah, roll we're it. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're Americans. We can't pronounce.
1: We can't pronounce anything that's in English correctly.
2: <laughs> it's a little bit easier to say Tsuda Masami, but then I sound like a fucking fanboy.
1: Yeah, we have a trash. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Something. Something. I want to make her my waifu. I think the TLDR is that I like what Kara's doing and I wish it were more accessible and they need to do more or something.
1: I don't think I've seen any of their work.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at the article Mike wrote. Um I saw that hill climb girl, which is it's a nice little uh nice little animation.
1: Okay, cuz I haven't seen that
2: i don't know it was i didn't download it so it must have been streaming from somewhere like this stuff is out there it's just if you're not a japanese speaker it's unlikely that you'll find it
1: well well, through legal means Mm.
0: oh well actually these are pretty easy to find i can um they're right up on uh cars website Mm. and they already have english subtitles oh excellent Um, I've seen about half of them so far, and they've been a good variety of stuff. I mean, you get the fun ones, like you get Hill Climb Girl, which is, I mean, I felt that was channeling the spirit of the 90s, but then you get these really off-the-wall, somewhat, I'm trying to think of a word for this one. Evangelion Pornorific with me, me, me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think I saw the same thing you're talking about. It was attributed to Kara, but there's was that I don't think that was on their site, was it? Yeah. Oh, that's
0: um. That was one that that was um found on their server like a week before it went live. Um, yeah. Okay. It was animated by Kara, I believe, and the music was done by uh, Teddy Lloyd, who did a uh, couple of tracks for uh, Penny and Stocking with Garnebel.
2: Yeah, of course. But yeah, there's there's some interesting stuff in there. Um, I liked Hill Climb Girl a lot. I feel like it's definitely an uphill battle for them, just getting... Um. Enough momentum to do something, you know, serious like a uh, like a TV series or a movie. That's not I, that's not Evangelion.
1: Yeah, gonna say they're still busy working on um Ava's English subs, so that's keeping them busy right now.
2: I feel like this is part of what of what makes Ano so disgruntled from time to time because the only thing that anybody wants to give him money for is more Evangelion, and I think he's done with it.
0: Yeah, you can tell he's just tired of it at this point.
1: And uh, I still feel like one of the only people hasn't watched Ava.
2: That is unusual. Yeah. Maybe less so nowadays. I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, I was going to say, more nowadays more people have seen the movies than they saw the original TV series. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in either of them. Um, it's, it's not for everybody. Uh, it's very, very heavy. Like...
2: It was a really unusual thing to see. I think that's why so many people get attached to it. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think, I think now if I've seen it, obviously, because I'm not in the best of state for health reasons, I think I'd probably have, like, it probably will not be best for me to watch now. And no. the movies don't interest me either.
0: Actually, more interesting, Um, I've watched through the TV series and both the Ava movies in a lot of ways. I can't really explain how without getting all spoilery, but it feels like the movies are more of a, a, a somewhat of a sequel to the TV series in a lot of ways. I, it, I, like I said, I can't explain on a show without getting really spoilery, though, because there's a lot of... Like, you
2: already spoiled me, Ermigerd. It's
1: far for the best,
0: then. Yeah. Um, I will say this: watch it when you're happy and you want to feel sad.
1: Yeah, I'm not happy right at the moment, so probably be a bad idea.
0: What if you're sad oh,
2: yeah. and you want to feel sad? Um, yeah. or if you just want to feel sad,
0: go right ahead. Go <laughs> <Why> nuts. <not? laughs>
2: yeah, it it definitely gets heavy. I I've seen worse. I mean, Evangelion is not like the saddest thing that you can possibly see.
0: Now that that goes to Shadowstar star Naruto. oh my god that got that is a series that gets screwed up I'm not like I've ever seen that one um well I actually got some screenings of that from Central Park many years ago and I tried watching it I really did but by episode four it was so so dark and disturbing that I really couldn't and the packaging on it, like all the market materials were just smiling, happy people, so it was like this really I really weird thing. <laughs> um, like it gets dark as hell. I mean, this is one of those shows where it starts off everyone's normal and then within by the end of the second half of the series, by the end of the first half of the series half of the people are dead. In like these most horrific ways possible.
2: Sweet.
1: So did
0: so did Tamino like,
1: secretly um, come in and, like, direct this?
0: It really feels like it had points.
2: Yeah, it just depends on the manner of death, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I think Tamino just has a, a fucking countdown. <laughs> it's like, well, it doesn't really matter depressed. how they die as long as they die.
1: <laughs> well, that's only when he's depressed. Yeah. Because when he's depressed. <laughs> Well, they don't, like I said, they don't. They don't call "kill them all" me for nothing.
2: That is true. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think the original "kill them all" was Shakespeare.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that.
2: It's yeah. kind of, a, it's kind of a, well, I shouldn't even say that. It's kind of a thing in tragedies. Like everybody dies. It just happens. Uh, blah blah blah. Oh yeah, for like the saddest things ever. I was actually thinking for a TV series that would be now and here and now and then here and now.
0: Oh yeah, that that I mean, is sad.
2: I might oh, have said yeah. that wrong.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. now and then here and there.
2: Yeah, there we go. Um, and of course, Grave of the Fireflies.
0: Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. yeah well, I'm desensitized to that, so now, but. <laughs> Because he
0: watched it, like, a million times. Hey, hey, (laughs)
1: hey. I chose to review it as my first review for the Anime Herald. That was my own doing.
0: I still give you credit for making it through that so many times. I could... I watched it once, and now it's done.
1: Well... Well, the only reason I watched... Well, because I never really heard Like I said, I never heard the CPM dub, which is is terrible. And I had to just, obviously, rewatch the Japanese version, because I haven't heard in years, and, of course, I haven't listened to the Sentai's new dub, which... I had an argument with somebody else about that saying that, that was, it still wasn't as good as the original, but, yeah, I, I'm... No, I don't think I'm going to watch it anymore. Please don't. Well, I, well, the first two times... To- I think that, like, the time of my fourth rewatch, I had to wait, like, a month or so before I wanted to watch it again because I'm like, I don't think I can watch this right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's how it goes.
1: Well, hey, I mean, Justice Vega sat there a whole bunch of times because that's because he was working for CPM when they were releasing it, so...
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that kind is of struck. comes with the territory.
1: Yeah, now now he just like like I don't know if he like laughs at it or is like immune to it now or something.
0: Yeah, *Grave of the Fireflies* along with Barefoot Again*—two titles that I will not watch again.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that Barefoot Again*.
0: That was yeah. That was,
1: that's sad.
0: It's another one that's so good, but I mean, you can only watch it once.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. Especially that one scene after the bomb drops. I, I, I can't see that scene again.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Oh, is it was a Hiroshima thing? I haven't seen Barefoot Gun.
1: Yeah, well, uh, spoiler for anyone who doesn't want to listen. Um, yeah, it goes off, and then you see people basically getting vaporized by the. Like, getting burned alive from, like, the weapon, go- the weapon going off.
2: Yeah, they were the like, lucky ones.
1: Yeah, like, well, well, especially his back because it was dog basically chomped on like bit down like on a handrail and then he just like dissolved and then well the worst one was the mother and the child that one the mother and the baby or the mother and the child that one ugh.
2: well now i feel like i don't need to watch this
1: yeah you don't yeah
2: yeah people I, should watch it because it's it's, a, it's important
1: but yeah, yeah. don't yeah it, it's a one and done
0: yeah because i mean it was it's it's a pseudo semi-autobiographical retelling of um, Keiji Nakazawa's experiences in Hiroshima its it's horrifying
2: yeah I've read a couple pretty compelling manga about that too I don't remember the titles right now it's definitely still there definitely there was a Kurosawa movie about a guy that was sick with worry that it would happen again
0: yeah,
1: I, th- I think we've um kind of killed that
2: topic. Killed it dead.
1: Yeah. yeah. And we're kind of really getting into some deep territory here. Yeah, so we're we're getting to points
0: we're getting to points where guess what else will scar you for life.
2: Yeah. Well, at least these things scar you in the right ways, if there True. is a right way. True. It's like it's not like it's not like watching Ichi the Killer and literally vomiting all over your living room from the disgust true
1: i can thankfully say i've never watched
2: it It wasn't literal but you know what i mean
1: yeah
0: it, you didn't miss much it was the
2: figurative literally <laughs> which is now in the dictionary
0: you really didn't miss much anthony i i am not gonna lie it's probably for the best oh yeah
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the, the OVA that came after that. That's like a prequel. It was disgusting.
0: Oh, the movie's just as disgusting. And although the English job is hilariously bad because they use these like really weird, like cockney accents, which made it incredibly awesome.
1: <laughs> I don't think I can even watch it for live, act- for live action film. I don't think I could do that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm kind of desensitized because I like Iron Chef, so I've kind of gotten used to the mouth movements. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I have trouble
1: with that. With... Like I said dubbed anime is okay because that's at least different. Because you're not—that's different. Yeah. Live action stuff dubbed, uh, no. Yeah, it... I cannot.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Even
1: in other, even even stuff even that stuff that's uh, that's original English to other languages, no. <laughs> Well, it's awkward, because at least in English, I know what somebody sounds like, and then you hear them, it's like, yeah. Like, like watch a Jim Carrey movie, and then I think it was... Oh, I know what it was, because when I was coming back from Japan, flying back, or maybe I was flying to Japan, and they had the Majestic on, and then switching it over to Japanese, I'm just like, that was just awkward.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny seeing it from the other side, seeing something Mm. that's... I, I watched some stupid... Bill Paxton movie with, um, in German when I was flying Germany and it's like wow. Or so that's what dubbing's or, really like.
1: Yeah, or or seeing like American television be dubbed, well, at least yeah. live action stuff. Like, because like I watch like now when I get like the Simpsons DVDs, they used to. I don't know if they still do it with um. They used to have it where they'd have like an episode and have like multiple. Like they call it four language episodes, which it was like, it was the our episode, but they have it dubbed in like say another language, mm. which is that's kind of even awkward too to an extent. Like watching the like you're watching The Simpsons, you hear like Homer Simpson talking in Japanese, and that's kind of even that's kind of awkward to an extent.
0: All right, everyone, that's our show. Thanks for joining us, and remember to rate and subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. It really helps us out. Uh, until th- next time, this is Mike Ferris signing off. This is Anthony Simpson signing our bye bye.
2: This is Matt Brown, and I'm starting a pool on when the end of the anime world is going to be. So, you know,
0: tweet hey. me if you want in.
1: Well, Hey, on this says 5 to 20 years, so
0: i takes pick some time between then. Count is wide open, folks. Till next time, have a great night.